you know, there are several, you know, I want to say entertainers that suffer from them. Uh, two off top, I'm thinking, is Wheezy and, and Rose. Uh, you know, when Ross had one, he suffered from seizures. He had one on the plane. Mm. And uh, they had to make an emergency landing. Um, Lil Wayne suffers from them. And I think his was either brought on or 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 like extenuated because of he was drinking lean. Mm. You know, that coding. So yeah, I think that kind of exacerbated the situation. And Rose, his was happening because he was overweight. He was mm -hmm. obese. And and bad sleeping habits on tour. Eating terrible, drinking, smoking. Welcome to the Clear the Air podcast with D and Q. I'm D. I'm Q. We are back with another episode talking about health. As he says, as we should know, health truly is wealth, right? So, in our last episode on health, we talked about sleep apnea. That was something he could talk about. Today, we're going to talk about health from the terms of epilepsy, which is another word for people who have seizures, all right? Growing up, I dealt with this for a few years, and this isn't one of those things where you can really ignore, like maybe a sleep apnea, but it's still something to take seriously just because I know being young, you may say, I'm young, I will outgrow this. I'm young, I don't need to take my medication. And I think about I think about that because, just think about it, there are things now where people suffer from and they're a little lax when it comes to taking medication. You know, you can think of many different health concerns, anxiety, depression, just many different things where we could say, oh, it's medication is how I'll be okay or how I'll cope. You know what? No, I'm not going to take this medication. A lot different from how you were speaking about for pain. Right. So it doesn't numb, it, it doesn't, the medication doesn't numb any pain because epilepsy is not something you experience pain. It's not like an ongoing pain. It's more of an event that has a health, that's an overall health concern. So slightly different, but still, all right? So let's talk about epilepsy. For me, I think I was around 12, 13 years old and I dealt with it until about 15, okay? Now mind you, this is all new to me because I never, we've never talked about you having this, uh, what is it, a disorder? Let's look it up, epilepsy, right? So, it's a disorder. Okay, so it is a disorder. In which nerve cell activity in the brain is disturbed, causing seizures. Epilepsy may occur as a result of a genetic disorder or an acquired brain injury, such as trauma or stroke. It says that more than, there are more than 200,000 U.S. cases per year. This is Mayo Clinic mm -hmm. source. Definitely requires medical diagnosis and lab tests or imaging often required. Let me just say this much. During a seizure, a person experiences abnormal behavior, symptoms, and sensations, sometimes including loss of consciousness. 
hold that thought. There are few symptoms between seizures. In a recent trip to Boston, my older, younger sister was kind of talking to me about it, that she remembers it. Your what? My older, younger gotcha. sister. Okay. So she's younger than me. The, but because the I oldest have, girl. Right, but because right. I have two sisters, okay. she's the older of the two. Right. So it's crazy because I remember her saying that she would know when I was about to have one because I kind of make a noise like a mm, hmm. and then go into an episode. It actually is hereditary because I, I do have a few cousins who at my age, they're older than me obviously now, they were older cousins, but they at my age were still having episodes. How so, often were you having them? I may have had one maybe once every month, once every quarter. So, may say it's not, that wasn't too frequent, and there are people who have them more frequently. Again, as we said with the sleep apnea and recovery times, every person, everybody's different. Again, for me, I don't think I had them often, but I had them enough that they were disturbing, and there is no warning. You know, there is no warning. There is no, up. Oh, this happens, so... You're about to have one. But I think hearing my sister say what she said, as an, a person on the outside, again, looking and seeing what it looks like, she was able to tell just by that particular sound, which I am not aware of, that I was getting ready to have one. But for me, I can say that it came out of nowhere. I don't know, other than to say hereditary, like, that I don't, I don't remember any head trauma. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't remember hitting my head or necessarily being hit in the head. Mama might have whooped my behind, but I don't remember <laughs> necessarily that per se. But yeah, we all got those. Yeah. yeah. So did they have it at home or like at school or was you out in public or all of the above. Okay. <laughs> so how was that? Like Well, I can remember three. Four, two in the house, one at school, mm. and then one in the grocery store. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna have to break those down, bro. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm more so intrigued at how they were handled in the grocery store, how it was handled in the grocery store and at school, home, and then at home with somebody at home with you. Oh yeah, I mean, okay. we were talking about middle to high school so okay. the most definitely and again my sister just being somebody who was always a witness to me going through it like what she told me she like I would she said I would just jump up and just scream for help so shout out to my sister if you see this and I pray you do watch it shout out to you shout out to you for the conversations that we've had regarding it in the past month past few weeks briefly let's talk about it i don't know which one was first but at home my grandmother shout out to my grandmother she's a nurse or she was a nurse a practicing nurse for 30 years and i had one while sleeping in her bed again you lose consciousness so i really can't tell you give you a timeline or a breakdown of it 
I can just tell you that I wake up. I will remember waking up just being on the stretcher, going down the stairs. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, you wake up going through, not really realizing of where you are, mm -hmm. you know, so it's kind of weird in that sense. And then it's like, oh, yeah, another seizure. But I don't remember the first time. I don't remember what that was, what that was like per se. So just going back, I don't remember which one was first, but that's how that one was when I was at my grandmother's house. When I was at my house with my mom, Again, same thing. I just remember going down the stairs, being carried down on a stretcher, and you know, you go to the hospital, and then you know, you kind of talk about your history, you know, as it happened before. Then, the time in school was embarrassing, bro. Because, just imagine the type of chair that we're sitting in now, and now that I recall it, and the young lady helps me to recall it. So I remember this young lady. I was kind of being flirtatious with at the time, <laughs> trying to trying to impress her. And so Yo, I'm rocking player. I'm rocking back in the chair. Oh my god. I'm rocking back in the chair. And because I was a clown in high school, she thought I was joking. Wow. And I only knew that because when it happened, she when I cut once I came back to school again, it happened. All I know is I'm on a stretcher. I'm in the ambulance. I'm going to the hospital. Well, when I got back to school, I think maybe a couple of days later, and we talked about just imagine your first day back with people that you go to school with. Maybe they're laughing, whatever. You don't know what was said behind your back. But when we talked about it, you know, the young lady, she just was like, I thought you were kidding, you know, because I was that type of, you know, dude. Mm -hmm. And she's, you know, she was like, when I realized you weren't, you know, again, it's that kind of, you're scared because it's without warning. Okay. And then the other time that I can remember was when I was in uh, the grocery store. Hmm. And so, again, I don't really recall much other than y'all probably could repeat what I've just said being on a stretcher, in the ambulance, and then that's it. So, what I'm told, the police are called really quickly. There's a, a fear of your tongue being swallowed, mm -hmm. okay? And there are people who die from seizures. Mm -hmm. I, I've heard about the tongue, but I also hear about, you know, one of, one of the huge risk is hitting your head. We literally just talked about that with, you know, yeah. hitting your head on a concrete or another hard substance or hitting it on like a table or something on your way down. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I asked, you know, was somebody there with you each time? Mm -hmm. uh, were you standing? Do you remember the fall? Did you have any like, you know, post injuries from it? Did you, God forbid, you know, chip a tooth or hit your head or you do you remember anything like that? I don't per se. What I can say is I may when I've actually when I wake up and I'm I have my consciousness again, there may be a situation there may be a situation where I might be sore. My arm mm -hmm. or something might be sore. 
and that's just kind of an indication of what I might have hit. Do you know how long they typically last? Yours? You know, did they tell you? Maybe a few minutes. A few minutes, okay. Yeah, about a few minutes. Right. So, and it, and it, it would make sense because, again, you wake up and you're on a stretcher. Mm -hmm. So it's not like a 20, 30 minute situation. Mm -hmm. So, was your mom with you at, at any of them? I know school, obviously not. Then you said the other one, you was with your grandmother. Two of the four. Two of the four? Two of the four that I remember. I may have had more, but two of the okay. four that I remember. Again, you have people that become accustomed to them, but still don't know what to do when they happen. Right. And I think you have to be careful with some of the things that people tell you, like putting the spoon in somebody's mouth to prevent the tongue from going back. Because again, we just got to talking about tonsils. Right. You could damage things, or you could block an airway. Mm -hmm. Just, just many different things that you know you could do. So, right. what we're not going to do in this episode is tell you what to do when right. someone has an epileptic episode. I don't, I don't feel we are. We're not doctors, right? And we're not in a position to tell you what you should or shouldn't do. What I would say is, if you have someone who struggles with that with epilepsy, was in the process of dealing with it. Talk to your doctor. How do I support a person who has this as a situation? What do I do? Obviously, I would say that time is of the essence because you don't know what is going on. And remember, this is this is brain activity. You know, so this is, this is brain activity. Mm -hmm. I, I've always heard that, you know, it's important that you, like, move stuff out the way you know what I mean like while you make sure to, if you can if possible you know move like stuff out the way whether it's table piece of furniture obviously if you have a grocery store you can't move a, a aisle but maybe like a cart or something you know what I mean just yeah. that that's what I've always heard you kind of just want to move stuff out the way so they don't further injure themselves Again, the frustration with that and you for that remember. individual, well, no, right. is that it comes without warning. Right. So how do you know? That's So two things. How do you know when it's going to happen? How do you know the direction in which a person is going to fall? Mm -hmm. I don't recall me ever falling back like this mm -hmm. to where there's any, you know, head trauma. Right. But I don't know. And again, everybody's different. I think my, I think... My thing was more so while you're on the floor and having the episode to move stuff out the way. Well, yeah. Obviously, of course, if you don't, if you, you you don't know when it's gonna happen, so you can't yeah. move stuff. But like once you're you know on the floor and having the attack, try to move stuff out the way. That's what I yeah. mean more so that way. Yeah, of course, and I think also again because people are different. I don't know if I was for lack of better terms, wild to where, you know, mm -hmm. I was hitting any, I think that might have been a thing that may have happened. I may have hit my family member or something, but mm -hmm. still not anything wild where I was, once I was down, it was kind of, I'm shaking. Right. Some people call them, you have them in a fit. Oh, you know? okay. Yeah, so, but one, you know, I. It's a convulsion? You could, Another yeah, term yeah, for yeah it. you okay. can use convulsion too. Right. Yeah, so. Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't. 
yeah, you can move whatever you can, and it, and it just really depends on, especially if it's happened once, that's the really only experience or history you have to kind of get an idea of if it happens again, kind of your best ways to prepare. And I'm sure that the doctor would ask certain things like that. Or right. you could, again, make sure that you're checking with, because this is a tough one, you know, it's, it's how do you prepare and what do I do when it happens? Because we all, you know, it's not like you can give the Heimlich maneuver right. or something like that, and, right. then, and then that can help. You know, it's kind of one of those things where you, until the authorities come, you kind of got to just sit there. Right. Yeah, I've I've, I've, I've witnessed that. Just got to mm -hmm. sit and wait for. I didn't see the actual episode, uh, but I've been there for like afterwards and waiting for the paramedics to come and having to get on the stretcher. I've, I've witnessed that uh, with somebody. Um, I guess, like you were saying, that the the difficult part is, and I don't know, you say your sister always knew because you would make a noise? She always knew right before I was going to have right before, just because of that right, noise I would make. Right, but I don't know, is that common for, for someone to, like is there a, something that a person can look for to to know that one is coming or was it just in your case I guess maybe thankfully they could kind of, your sister can kind of. I, I would say, again, I think all situations are different. So right. I think, because I've, I haven't talked to a lot of people. Yeah, like I say, this is my first time hearing about it, bro. Yeah. And we talk about everything. Right. I think when I say I haven't talked to a lot of people, I'm, yes. Mm -hmm. So it's not a lot of people, not, not everybody who knows me knows this, but I also mean that I haven't... Professionals? I haven't talked to a lot of people who have had seizures. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, gotcha. you know, I don't, I, I don't know what other people have gone through. Right. Now, that's another thing I, I think I would suggest to do if you are having them. And I think it's, I guess you can, maybe you call it a support group. But I think that would be kind of cool to do too, because that's not something that was done for me at that point in time. Mm -hmm. You just kind of figured it out as you were going. Right. So I think that would be something that's pretty dope to do, is to really kind of listen to or talk to other people so that you can get an idea of, okay, so this is what you do, or and I noticed that I do that same thing too. I feel like this is more of a that's more of a community of a situation because not only is it the people who are impacted by it who are having the seizures, but family members that are around you mm -hmm. having those discussions and just because we all need the support, right? You know, and right. even and, and how do you? This is the thing: you can't get used to a person having seizures. Yes, you can. You can. It can be familiar to you, but are the seizures different each time? Mm -hmm. You know, the length of how long it lasts, is that different each time? And I'd like to believe that they were different. I can't give you specifics of the timing, um, but yeah. Right. And it's about awareness, bro. I mean, yeah. because you never know who's going to be around you mm -hmm. when you have it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, God forbid, if you, and I know this was years ago, you haven't. You know, thankfully, you don't suffer from it now. But God forbid, if something were to happen, and we don't know how to, you know, address the situation, 
that could be uh, very detrimental. You know what I mean? So it's it's a conversation that that needs to be had, which is why we're having it now. We're talking about you know health as well, health as well, and positive health education and habits mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, you know, there were several, you know, I want to say entertainers that suffer from them. Uh, two off top, I'm thinking is Wheezy and, and Rose. Uh, you know, when Ross had one, he suffered from seizures. He had one on the plane. Mm. And uh, they had to make an emergency landing. Um, Lil Wayne suffers from them. And I think his was either brought on or 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 like extenuated because of he was drinking lean. Mm. You know. Had that coding. So yeah, I think that kind of exacerbated the situation. And Rose, his was happening because he was overweight. He was mm-hmm. obese. And and bad sleeping habits on tour, eating terrible, drinking, smoking, overweight. He was suffering from seizures. So, which is one of the reasons he came out with the Ross Fit and lost weight and stuff like that. So, I, I, while he was talking, I, those two just popped up in my head. Those are like, you know, two well known. That's crazy because I've, I've never heard that. Really? I didn't know that about the two. But, and what I was thinking while you were talking before you said it was, you know, could drug use be something that causes that? Because you got to remember, it's, it's something that happens in your brain. Right. And so, whenever you use drugs, it impacts your brain. It has Correct. an impact on your brain. So that's how you can get high. That's how you can, you know, Correct. get to feel some kind of way. Mm-hmm. I think one thing I would say, well, let me, before I give a suggestion per se, one thing I would say is just kind of go through my experience of being tested to see kind of, because that's one thing that they do. They try to figure out brain activity. Mm-hmm. And so that's when the EKGs and the CAT scans right. come along where, right. you know, they take and they've got sensors that they put on your body. Right. And I can remember it because, you know, not to do the TMI thing, but, you know, if you're a hairy male, yeah. you know, you're trying to, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're trying to put the sensors in different right. places because this has to stick to you. Right. Man. But, you know, again, just going through that and they put you in that machine where your whole kind of like the majority like at least your head is in it mm-hmm. because again they're um what they're doing is they're, they're they're trying to monitor the brain activity while you have these things on you so you know just kind of going through that i don't i don't want to say it was a traumatic experience but when you're when you're young you don't know what's going on you're like man so it also you know one of the questions that I would ask someone who is dealing with it is, does it impact your self-esteem? For me, it definitely impacted my self-esteem because it wasn't something I could control. And so it wasn't like, if you do this, it'll stop it. Right. You know, that's that's one thing. Right, if you eat this or if you take this. Yeah, now, right. now having said that, I did take medicine. I think I, the name of it was Dilantin. So I did take medication for it um, but also another reason to talk about it is because at that point in time 
I may have been old enough to drive, but just thinking about, again, when you talk about your support, you know, is it something that you should be driving? Should you be driving? Yeah. Yeah. You know, because, that's always my first thought when I hear about seizures, bro. Yeah. Like being behind a wheel or mm -hmm. being on a plane somewhere where people can't. Obviously, behind a car, you you know, gonna crash, cause other collisions. On the plane, somewhere you know where medics can't get to you. You know what I mean? Like those or are my, you, always my first two thoughts when I think about someone suffering from seizures. Or depending on what you do for work. You know, right. construction work. Right. You working by yourself. You working by yourself. Don't nobody know. Heavy machinery. Heavy machinery, right. You know. So just think about back in the day when everybody was working those long hours, right. you know, and and like bad working conditions. And then you have epilepsy to where if you didn't do your part, you impacted someone else and you could cause somebody else to get hurt. So it's just, again... It's a health concern that it's not a lot you can do on your own outside of taking medication, but something that should definitely be looked at seriously. And get yourself monitored. And you help monitor yourself through seeing a doctor regularly. Um, and also having those EKGs and having those tests being taken so that they can monitor and try to get an idea, if not why this happens, what your brain activity is doing that causes it. So, yeah. That's tough, man. That's <laughs> yeah. That's interesting, bro. Like I never you, you mentioned that earlier and I was like, "What?" Yeah. So, I mean, is it something you don't you purposely don't talk about? Did your wife know? She knew. Okay. Yeah, she knew. Okay. I'm so sure y'all had that conversation. Yeah, and I don't remember when we did or what made me think, of, think about it. Okay. What I will say is this. It's not something that I am ashamed of or... That's another thing. You know, when we talk about self-esteem. It's, it's not anything that we should be ashamed of. If we are ashamed of things, we should be ashamed of the things that we can help and that we choose not to do anything about. This is not something to be ashamed of over and I'll say this much for me it's actually an opportunity for me to give give my thanks to God because I did outgrow them I think that with the mix of the medication so I ended up moving with my dad who is a doctor when I was 15 16 years old I was able to play sports. Now what I do remember is I had to, the high school I went to when I moved to Maryland from Boston, so all my seizures were in Boston, mm -hmm. okay, prior to the age of 15, or 15 prior. Once I moved to Boston, uh, to Maryland, I'm sorry, I didn't have any more seizures, but I was still required to take the medication mm. for maybe that my, my sophomore year, uh, no, no, sophomore year going into junior year and again I, I didn't have any more seizures so for me it's not something I shy away from I think because it's been so long that it has to be something that makes me think about it for me to talk about it mm -hmm. so it, it you know that's all I think that's more or less that I think at the time we were in school together 
you know, you're still talking about at least five to seven years. Right. And I and what I had to do since we played ball together, right. I didn't have to do the same thing. Like I didn't have to take medication before I went to go play. You know, okay. it wasn't something that was being monitored. Right. You know, since before I graduated, well before I graduated. So right. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, man. So I think as we look to clear the air, unless you've got yeah, any yeah. other questions, but I think as we look to clear the air, again, we really just want to reiterate health. Right. You know, specifically men's health. I feel like women do a better job of checking up on themselves, doing checkups, going to the doctor, mm -hmm. stuff like that. I think, again, for us as men, oh, I'm strong, I'm, I'm healthy. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think we take health as, you know, I'm not in a wheelchair, I'm not hobbling, I'm not, you know, the physical attributes that I'm still able to do, if right. I'm able to do them and do them well, I'm right. healthy. Right. That's not what that means. Like, you see somebody who's being strong, per se, and you say they're healthy, that's not what that means. And you say someone maybe who is a little frailer or smaller or a lot smaller and you'll say oh well, they need to they need to eat more you know let's buff them up no that's that's not that's not what you know being healthy necessarily is so amen go ahead so again man we just want to stress healthy habits uh healthy health education uh health as well the series that we we're talking about right now um yeah, we just, we want to be here. We want to live. We want to live for our family, our spouses, our kids, our parents, for ourselves. We just want to be here. So, like, mine was more so sleep health. Yours is uh, physical health, a disorder that you had and that you thankfully don't suffer from anymore. So, and Amen. thankfully I <laughs> don't suffer from mine anymore. So, um, we, out of both our tests, we came out with testimonies, mm. which is how it should be. How so. about that? How about that? Well, listen, y'all, as we clear the air and close this up, we want to ask you again for your continued support. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're going to have this as a series, so we would love to hear from you. What are some things you want to talk about relating to health? Hypertension, mental health whatever drop us a line let us know what you think what you'd like to talk about we'll listen and we'll do according to that but again subscribe to that youtube channel to get this series and any other thing that we've talked about relating to men make sure that you're also following us on spotify and apple Podcasts as well mm. make sure that you check us out on twitter mm. tiktok mm. facebook mm. and instagram mm. Mm. We look forward to sharing more podcasts with you in the near future. Peace. Peace.